Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks, everybody, with me, your host, Aaron Mashbitz, aka Jackson Stone. This is episode 122 whoa, of Jackson Talks, everybody. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am excited. Yeah, I am. I think this is going to be great. Have you done a podcast before? No, I haven't done a podcast before, but I, and I don't listen to a ton of them, but I, whenever I do listen to them, I think it'd be fun to be on one, so... Yeah, I agree because I, I've had a few conversations with you, and mm-hmm. and immediately I was like, oh, I should definitely have her on my podcast. Oh, great. Okay, good. I'm glad you so, thought that. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation because some of the stuff that we do aligns in terms of being on social media, creating content, being an entrepreneur. That stuff aligns, but you're in a totally different space than I would ever have dreamed of being in and don't really know a lot about. So I think that's why this conversation would be awesome. Okay. But before we get into the the meat and bones. Of yes. your life. <laughs> I have a very important question to ask okay. you. Very important. Okay. It's the theme of this podcast. Okay. It's why I didn't tell you anything. Nope. Don't be prepared. No questions. Yeah. But this is the only question I have prepared. I even write it down on my notes, even though I know I'm going to ask it every episode. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully you feel like answering it honestly. Okay. But Katie, yes. how are you doing? Like, really, how are you doing? Genuinely, yeah. I am very happy. I'm very happy. Yeah? Yeah. I had a big, the last year of my life has been completely uh, full of change. And I think I was a little bit stagnant in my life prior to the last year. And I I thrive off change. Mm -hmm. And I think that this last year has really, it's um, presented a lot of new opportunity, made me meet a lot of new people. And that makes me happy. So I would say I'm very happy. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Did you like figure out what being happy meant to you before you became happy or you figured that out afterwards? No, I think, I mean, I think I was, I've always been a happy person, but I think again, having change like happen and present itself, that has made me happy that, and I've been able to figure out kind of how to create a new life for myself. Mm. That has been huge. I think that has made me happy. So almost like a self realization situation yeah that's made me happy that's cool uh, yeah because yeah. you're yeah. you're you got into this situation which we'll talk about sure and then being able to like succeed in that situation mm-hmm. has made you happy yes very but much in so. a sense probably made you proud of yourself as well yeah absolutely and it's it yeah it definitely has made me proud but i won't say i'll say that like also the process of becoming happy too is going through some like tough times and making decisions mm. and figuring out what the best decision is for you that's also going to make you happy. So it's a process. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> I'll say that. So, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a process. My, Absolutely. My buddy always says that mm-hmm. you cannot paint a beautiful picture without dark colors. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's very true. That's very so, true. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one of the um, better answers I've gotten. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Excellent. So then, based off your how you answered that question, let's backtrack a little bit. Sure. Let's so do we're it. right now, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're in Dallas at her apartment, um, about five-minute walk from my girlfriend's apartment, who we cannot convince yet to come on this podcast. Someday. Someday. Someday she will. Maybe if you get more people that she knows, like she'll be like, okay, this isn't that bad. Yeah, like, right. And she'll be good. So. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and you recently moved here. I did recently move here. Yeah. Let's, I hit, let's talk about that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I hit my seven months 
like a week ago. So I moved early March. Mm. Yeah, and I drove here. From? I don't know if you knew that. So I'm from Portland, Oregon, born okay. and raised. Uh, and I was there until I moved here. I never really left Oregon other than college, but I don't really count that because I went to Corvallis and it's about an hour and a half south of Portland. So, oh, so it's still in Oregon. Still in Oregon. So yeah, so I was in Oregon until I was 29 and a half. And then just, you know, I wanted to move for years, but my job kept me in Portland for as long as it did. So, and of course my family is there. My closest friends are there. Uh, so that also, you know, kept me in the city, but I always had an inkling that I want. I knew that Portland wasn't going to be my forever city. So because yeah. there wasn't what you wanted there, you wanted bigger things. What was the, what was the driver? Um, a lot of things. I think, you know, I always wanted the experience of moving to a new city and kind of proving to myself that I could do it mm. and be successful at it and not, um, Oh, Hey, <laughs> Sorry, my dog might be a little bit of a uh, guest star. He's great. <laughs> big Lincoln over here. Yes, big Link, but he wants attention. Um, <laughs> so yeah, always uh, just wanted to, to have that experience for myself, and yeah, again, prove that I could do it. And um, I wanted to move to a city that ha was a, like a bigger metropolitan city with more, just more to do. Portland is a big city, but it's a very like sleepy big city. And, you know, the rumors that you hear about Portland being kind of, like, gray and depressing is very true. Really? <laughs> yes. I would say, like, seven to eight months out of the year, it's definitely very rainy and very quiet. And people don't go out. There's, you know, and if they're, if you are in a social scene in Portland, you see the same people mm. constantly. Because um, the social scene there, like, people that like to go out and, you know, do do things or whether it's, like, go to events or art shows or clubs and stuff, you do you tend to see the same people, especially if you work at Nike. Because Nike is like the big company there that, mm. you know, a lot of people work for. So I wanted to move somewhere where I didn't know as many people. And not that I could necessarily like reinvent myself, but just didn't feel like, you know, I didn't put myself out there as much because I grew up in that city, if that makes sense. Because mm. I always felt like since I grew up in Portland and then I got a job in Portland, like I was, you know, I kind of just maybe I didn't put myself out there as much as I would have had I been new and had, you know felt like I should. Mm. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. Where'd you go to school? Oregon State. And what'd you study? Or Cleveland High School if you want to know where I went to high school. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, yeah. We want to know everything. Everything. All the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um so yeah, Cleveland High School. Great, great high school. Uh and then Oregon State. So I actually well, let's back up. I went to Linfield, a very small liberal arts college in McMinnville, Oregon. There was about two thousand students there um so same size as my high school so i went there first for mm. a year because i ran track i uh, wanted to yeah i was big this is something this is like a fun fact that i always ask people or tell people because they wouldn't guess this about me is that i was a total tomboy growing up really yeah i was a 12 sport athlete um meaning like i played a sport every season not i played 12 sports <laughs> that'd be that'd just like a little too impressive <laughs> I was like, 12, 12 sports? 12 sports. I, would have, I don't even know if I can think of 12 sports. But, um, no, I played a sport every season. So I did uh, volleyball, basketball, and then I ran track. And I knew I wanted to continue one of those three in college. And track was the sport I was best at. Mm -hmm. So went to a small liberal arts school my first year. Also because at the time I wasn't super confident. Like I didn't have a, a, like a deep, deep desire to move right out of college I still mm. was kind of trying to find myself 
and um, so went there and then I think after a year there I realized I was destined for something a little bit bigger and I was like this just isn't for me um, so transferred to Oregon State let's go Weavers and then do you know anything about the Oregon schools um, well <laughs> when I was in college I played yeah. baseball okay and my junior year we made it to the NCAA tournament yeah and we played uh, oh. against the University of Oregon on ESPN Okay, so you played the Ducks. Yeah, we played the Ducks. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I was going to say, because Oregon State's actually really good at baseball. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They're normally, yeah. Yeah, the Ducks were, okay. that year were ranked like, um, they were hosting, so they were, top, they were a top 10 team in the country. Okay. We were not ranked, yeah. but yeah, we ended up losing to them three to two, but oh, it was pretty dang. cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool. It's and, a great, I mean, Oregon is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like, I feel like the better known of the two schools. Uh, so I went to the other one, <laughs> but that's okay. It was still great. Um, and I found out right before transferring that they had an apparel design program there. And I'd always been into fashion, but never really truly considered it as a career opportunity mm. um, until I found out about that program. And then I thought, oh, this this seems like something I would be really passionate about. And it was the, one of the best decisions I ever made. Did you, so. you found out about it before you went to Oregon State and that's why you went there or you found out when you got there? Um, I found out before. So I remember like my first year at Linfield, I think I was a business major, mm. mass communications. It was something that I wasn't super passionate about. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, business, like that'll get me, you know, that'll get, that's a great degree. Sure. Lots of opportunities in business. Um, but I, it just wasn't you know, where my heart was. And uh, I think my, my dad helped me do some research on, okay, if you were to transfer, where would you go? You know, I knew I wanted to stay in the state and be close to my family. And then we found out about the apparel design program and you had to apply to get into it. And I applied to get into it and I did. Uh, and so then that, it just kind of fell into place. Hmm. What yeah. was the application process? Did you have to like do anything or? Not to get into the program. No. I mean, it was, they only take a certain amount, but you sh it was more just like had to have a good GPA. Oh, and, sure. Um, but to get into the program, it wasn't, you know, like you had to do a project or something. But then once you were in the program, oh, it was projects galore. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And that's how I learned how to sew. I didn't know how to sew before the program. Hmm. It was pretty wild. So we have to backtrack <laughs> to this tomboy era, though. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Because, like, seeing yeah. the way you dress now and oh, some of I, your yeah. stuff on the internet and yeah. all of that, I would have never guessed. You'd have no idea. But then... Yeah. Ree told me that you're a pretty good volleyball player. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ree. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe she like was an athlete back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so this tracks pretty well. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of makes a little sense if you, I guess, if you see me play volleyball. But if don't ask me to play basketball now. No? No. I'm not good at it anymore. It's probably because I have long nails. So I'm like nervous. You know, I like would scrape the ball. But <laughs> yeah, I used to be pretty good. I was, um, so track, I ran and I jumped. So jumping was really more of my, uh, my event of choice. So mm -hmm. I long jump and triple jumped. Um, and I went to state all four years, Oh wow! which was pretty wild. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and then basketball, basketball was my favorite sport at the time. Um, and I always thought that I would play that in college, but I just think after a couple of you know, a couple of years on varsity, I was just like, eh, I'm a little small. I got pushed around a lot. Yeah. You know, I was like, and then I went from, cause I was really tall when I was really young. And then I didn't grow after that, after maybe like sixth grade. So I started playing, you know, post. And then I had to transition to like all the other positions. And then at the end of my career, I was a point guard. So was, wow, like, I did it all. Yeah. Which but one did you like best? 
position probably yeah. shooting guard yeah 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 i think because that's like all the glory you know yeah it's that's right like yeah if you hit those threes from far away you get the crowd going that was great um and then volleyball so what's funny about volleyball it's very sweet of re to say that because i started playing soccer really young like i didn't play volleyball until my sophomore year of high school oh really and my freshman year the PE te- my PE teacher was the head volleyball coach. Yeah. And she was like, what sport do you play in the fall? And I said, soccer. And she goes, you're not a soccer player. You need to come out for volleyball. And I never had thought about that before. Huh. And I just thought, okay, well, you know, I don't like love soccer. So I thought like, let's try something new. And so I went out for volleyball my next year, sophomore year. And I, I made JV that year. I didn't make varsity, but then the next year I did make varsity as a junior. And then I fell in love with it. So huh. I know that's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of my tomboy, tomboy. Did era. you have, do you have brothers? No, I'm an only child. You're only child. I know. I always wanted a brother. Huh. I did. I always wanted a brother growing up to play sports with. So yeah. Yeah. But so no. What do you think? What, what do you think was uh, the, the reason why you got into a tomboy phase? Just because just, you, you I like mean, sports and I, just, I always liked sports. I think I was also just naturally athletic. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you know, I had the dedication and like, oh, I really put in the hours. Like <laughs> I did, but like, not, yeah. not like, you know, there's some people that really put in that, that time and like to be the best of the best. I think a lot of it was just kind of natural ability. Right. And I started, you know, sports young. I liked the camaraderie. That's how I made a lot of my friends growing up. Um, so it kind of just became a part <laughs> kind of just became a part of you know, who I was. And then once I got to, to high school and I got voted most athletic my senior year. So wow. that was kind of cool. It's in my yearbook. I know. It's wild. So there's proof of it. I'm not lying. <laughs> yes. So. And then you did first year of college. Yep. First year of college track. And then you felt like that wasn't your path. You know, it was just, it was so fun. But I think at that time I had realized that, you know, I need to figure out what I really want to do career-wise and with the rest of my life. And I knew that, like, you know, sports was never going to be, like, my career trajectory. Mm. Um, Like, I never wanted to go into, like, physical therapy or, you know, I don't know, like, sport anything to do with athletics necessarily. Um, But, yeah, so that's kind of how that ended up falling by the wayside. But I have fantastic memories. I mean, still some of my closest friends to this day are people I ran track with. Sure. So, yeah. And then you spent three years at Oregon State or longer? Uh, yeah, three years at Oregon State. Um, so, yeah, one year at Linfield, three years at Oregon State. And then, you know, because of, like, transfer credits, it's, like, gets wonky. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to do another two semesters. Um, and then – but then I ended up finishing online. And we can jump – I mean, jump from combo to combo, I guess. Yeah, yeah so then um, this was kind of, like – the start of my Nike career. So um, my senior year at Oregon State, we were asked to take an internship class that kind of like set you up for an internship. A class on an internship. Yeah. So, well, it helps like refine your resume and um, you can create like an online portfolio. Like being in a creative uh, major, you know, having a portfolio is key. Mm. So, you know, they were like, okay, you know, for all the seniors, juniors and seniors, I think actually, um, 
We'll help you create a portfolio, yeah, refine your resume, and help you apply for internships. And, you know, some, like, big corporations had relationships with Oregon State. So, you know, they would take design students. Um, and Nike was one of those, but it wasn't directly with Oregon State. It was with, with tons of schools around the country. And they had this thing called the Nike Merchandising Challenge. Nike Merchandising Challenge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So What um, year are we in here? Uh, 2013. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think, what, so, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated 2010. Okay, we're the yeah. same age. Okay. Oh, easy. perfect. Yeah. Easy. Um, oh, did he bring you a sock? Yes. That might happen again. That's your sock. Oh, uh, that is my sock. <laughs> yes. Well, he's <laughs> he likes uh, his socks and his little toy basket over there. Um, so yeah, 2013. So we're in 2013. We got the Nike merchandise yes. challenge. Yes. So this okay. is my fall of my senior year, and I wanted to go to Urban Outfitters. I wanted to go to the East Coast. Like I had my heart set on. Oh, doing, really? Yeah. Like more so. Of at, a, so okay. At this point, <laughs> then you were you were kind of ready to move across the country already. At this point, I had been thinking about it. Yeah. At this point, you know, after a couple of years at a big, you know, big school, um, I did a lot of growing. That a couple of those years, I think I kind of like came into myself. Mm. Um, that's when like fashion really started to take over in my life, and um, just I felt a confidence grow mm. in me, for sure. Because I, I definitely, I think college was, you know how some people, kids peak in high school? Sure. You know, some kids, like, they, that's their time, and they realize, like, oh, you know, that's when they build their confidence, and that's when they realize that they're attractive and that kind of stuff. I didn't quite hit that until college, I felt, personally. Yeah. Um, and I would say, yeah, about junior, senior year is when I, I fully started to realize, like, who is Katie, who is, as a person, and what does she want out of life? So, senior year is when I thought, okay, I want to, I would be confident and comfortable moving across the country and kind of starting new and starting starting a life um so yeah i had my sights on urban outfitters which is in oh i feel like they're in boston but i don't think that's right now that i'm saying that but they're on the east coast somewhere i know they're in the mall in the malls around here <laughs> right. that's all yes, i know <laughs> they are. <laughs> this is true we do have them here yes um so that was my plan and then at the time my uh the teacher of that internship class she said, hey, uh, I think you would have a great shot at this Nike merchandising challenge. I think you should apply for it. And I kind of thought, okay, you know, like Nike was never in my plans growing up in Oregon. You always heard about Nike. Mm. Everyone was always like, Nike, Nike, Nike. Um, but I just never really thought like that's where I would end up. But I thought, hey, you know what? It was, first of all, it was paid. So that was kind of a big, really? yeah, it was that well, I'm kind of giving it away that I got the internship, but that's, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so at first it was, it was, I found it was paid. So that was a huge driving force. Um, and they helped you with a stipend and it just seemed like a really great opportunity. You know, I had talked to some other students who, you know, had done Nike and some older students who had worked for Nike in the past. And they said it was one of the best experiences you could ever have was being an in intern. Um, so I thought, okay, what the heck? Like, I'll go for it. So I had to compete with like thousands of students um, oh, wow. from across the country. Yeah. So the first step was an interview. Um, it was like a computer interview. And I forget what the second, the second step was, but I made it past the first two steps. And then the final step was um, you have to create a project and you were to pitch it to Nike recruiters. Uh, and so at that point, I think I was maybe in 10 or 20 students. Um, and then, so there were some, a lot from Oregon State, some from Oregon, 
but only so many kids like land this internship throughout the country. Yeah. And so I did my project on, I compared um, Nike to Zara. You know Zara? Yeah, yeah. I like Zara. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I love Zara. Um, so I compared Nike, like Nike's business model to Zara's business model and how Zara can create clothing uh, like four to six weeks and have it out on the floor and how with Nike it takes about two years. And so I, you know, kind of thought that like it would be beneficial for Nike to come up with some kind of like a really quick to market design and production solution so that they can hop on trends faster. Mm. And they thought that was just like, <laughs> they really liked it apparently. So That's a genius idea. Well, I mean, it just seemed smart at the time. Maybe it was because I was so obsessed with like Zara and Urban Outfitters because they can, you know, they, it's not great for the environment, I'll say, but it's, you know, they can crank out trends and like they can be right on top of trends really fast. Right. And I think that that's why they've been so successful. Zara especially. Especially. Um, so... That was kind of my pitch to them, and there was a bunch bigger, uh, bigger presentation. Could probably find it if I really searched hard. It was on like, do you remember Prezi? Did you ever use Prezi in college? Mm -hmm. Oh no, <laughs> it was like the, like the online version of PowerPoint. But, um, but yeah, it was it was about a twenty minute presentation, and then I found out about two or three weeks later that I was offered the position. Um, so I was one, of, I think, of two students from Oregon State, so, and the only one in, like, a design field. And then the next year I was going to start at Nike for my internship. So, oh, we're, okay. <laughs> Would you, wow. I don't think you're supposed to be in this. Here, come here. Can hey, you bud. Lay down? Can you lay down? I know. I knew that was going to happen. You can lay down, guy. <laughs> it's all good. Can you lay down? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Beautiful. Excellent. <laughs> um, wow. That's, have, you, yes. have you seen the movie The Internship? With Vince Vaughn and no, Owen Wilson? No, I haven't. Weirdly. Somebody else asked me that recently. You have to watch Okay, it. I'll put it on my list. I've got a list. Like, <laughs> they're working, they're doing this, they're trying for an internship at Google. Yeah. And they're at the time, like, you know, 45 years old. Okay. And everyone they're interning with or trying to be interns with is, like, yeah. 18, 19, 20. Oh. And they're trying to figure out, like... Like, what's their competitive edge? Right. And yes. these two guys are, like, really good salesmen, and everyone okay. else is, like, really good at technology, and they kind of come yeah. together in this, like, beautiful story. Okay. It's, I'll it's watch quite it. nice. I'll add it to my list. And they, they do the exact... <laughs> they went to, like, the exact same steps that you did. Oh, really? Like, oh. an interview process yeah. over the over the computer, yep. this and this, and then the final one was the pitch your idea to Google. Okay. Or to Nike. Or to Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Oh, cool. Sweet. So I'd probably connect well with that movie. <laughs> I, I have a question, yeah. though, for you. Please. Um, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, internships Yeah. because mm -hmm. I've hired a couple people mm -hmm. to do internships for me, Sure. but they weren't paid. Okay. And then I read some things on the internet about the differences in paid versus unpaid internships. What's the benefit? Should all of them be paid? If you can't pay your interns, you shouldn't have any. All of this stuff, oh. right? Just some contradictory opinions. Yeah. And you know, you can have, you can make a, a proper argument for both sides. Fine. Sure. Um, do you have, do you have a take on that? I mean, prior to finding out that Nike was paid, I always thought that internships weren't paid. Mm. So, and maybe the times have changed a little bit, you know, because everyone wants to get paid now for their time. Right. Um, but I think, you know almost 10 years ago, it was almost expected that your internship wasn't paid. Right. Because it's more for the experience and, you know, like what you're going to learn while you're there versus like, oh, I'm going to this to make money. Yeah. So 
I think that unpaid ones are just fine still, in my opinion. I mean, you know, a kid could have an internship and then also somehow figure out how to, you know, make money another way. Yeah. You just have to, you know, you have to have good time management and juggle that. And it's like, I think you probably want the kid who is willing to have that kind of time management and juggle his, you know, everything that he or she has, has going on versus somebody who's like, oh, I just want this internship because it's paid. Right. So... Yeah, I still think there's a lot yeah. of utility in mm-hmm. in doing things to learn them. I think so too. Absolutely. Right? Like going through an interview process, mm-hmm. like having a conversation with a person who's an adult mm-hmm. and in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And what and, you learn could be more and, valuable than money anyways. Right. And so, so now you have this sort of experience under yeah. your belt. They're mm-hmm. probably going to give you some tips on your resume and how you could do better next time. Yeah. And all these things that are like invaluable lessons mm-hmm. um, that come... You know, much more than getting up eighteen dollars an hour or yes. whatever the case may be is. Absolutely. So totally, I can. But again, you can make an argument either way. But I, I with the guy I hired, he was a college student, mm-hmm. and he was in graphic design because that's basically what I needed some work done with. Yeah. Before I met Re, my angel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so te- she's so good. And um, <laughs> yeah, he was just like I was like, "There's what you need to do a week." He was like, "Great." And then at the end, you know, I was his letter of reference and gave him a certification for his internship. Yeah. And then he uses that to do whatever he wants with it. And what is he doing now? Do you know? Um, I have him on LinkedIn. I think he he got a full-time job. Oh, well, see, and that's great. And see, and that, in my opinion, is like then he got out of it what he needed to get out of it. Exactly. Hey, you are right in the middle of this, sir. (laughs) Can you come down? (laughs) Beautiful. I know. I'm sorry. I knew this was going to be. So then you had this internship at Nike. Yes. And then that, that obviously led to a job. Yes, which again, was not expecting that to happen either. Um, so went through the internship. And I will say, like, my internship experience was fantastic. But the job that I was doing was not one I wanted to be doing long term. The internship job. The internship job, correct. It was definitely a lot of um, almost like analytical number crunching um, for... God, I can't even like fully remember what it was. It was it was called merchandising, but I was in a group called Global Cross Category Merchandising. So I was more like doing deep dives on, you know, like oh, if if this store in Portland has this many tights, you know, which ones are selling well, which ones aren't selling well? Do we really need this many? Can we like edit down our tight offer mm. to this store? So it was it wasn't creative. It wasn't, you know, it definitely wasn't like what I had gone to school for necessarily, but the experience led me to the right people, led me to meet, you know, people throughout Nike and that essentially got me to my full-time job. So I did the internship three months. Um, (laughs) Hey, come on. (laughs) Um, And then... They asked me to stay, but as a contract employee. So then that's when I decided, oh, like I could either go back to school for that, you know, term or two that I was supposed to finish my credits. Yeah. Or I could just take them online. And I was like, well, I feel like most people would say, this is Nike. I'm not going to say no to Nike. So um, I decided that I was just going to finish my schooling online. And I took the contract position. I was in that position for only six months. And in that six months, I was able to network and meet the right people and then get my full-time job. So when I really started there as not a contract employee, like a full-time employee, it was in um, print and pattern design and development. 
print and pattern design development. Yeah, design and development. Design and yeah. development. It was more, more. The role shifted a lot throughout the years. When I started, it was more creative. It got less creative, and then it went more creative, and then. But yeah, it was definitely more aligned with what I learned in school. Yeah. But I will say a lot of what a lot of the job I learned on the job. Yeah. You know? And I think that that happens more than not. I agree. Anymore. Yeah. With school. You know, yeah. like college is fantastic and it introduces you to the, you know, it can introduce you to the right people. College is all about experiences. And also like college is kind of about messing up too. I think like learning from your mistakes. For sure. <laughs> so which is honestly so valuable. Um, well, you can't, you can't <laughs> discover who you are, like you said, exactly. right? If you're not yeah. going through sort of these different iterations of yourself totally. while, totally. you know, cause I, I was very similar to you yeah. in high school. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was the person who only did sports. Mm-hmm. That was it. I had nothing outside of sports. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm Jewish. So yeah, I did like a little bit of Jewish youth groups <laughs> Okay. and this and that. Yeah. And my sister was very involved in that stuff. So I did some stuff with her. But other than that, I was like, my mom told me that I had to get above a 3.5 GPA. That's what I did. No more, yep. no less. On the dot. <laughs> on the dot. And then I played baseball. Okay. And so my social skills weren't great. I didn't really know who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lacked confidence like outside of just like the small sphere of being a baseball player. Right. And then I got to college and I was like, oh, I can kind of be whoever I want. Yeah. And I made some mistakes. I kind of became like an egomaniac. <laughs> I thought I was like a big deal, big sports star on campus, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you go through some of those those different versions of yourself and you find out who like the best version of you is. But you don't know that unless you're like, I was with, you know, even in, in sort of relationships, I was like that kind of person here. I could have made this better. This was that way. This is that way. And this oh, is who course. I want to be, you know, moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I think, I mean, if you... If you take, if you go to college just for that, I think that's an expensive way to get those kinds of experiences. Mm-hmm. You can kind of travel the world and right. and do some of that stuff and find different mm-hmm. cultures and maybe get it that way. But mm-hmm. for like for you going to college, you needed that for your for your job, Absolutely. right? Um, yeah. And yeah. some people do need that. Like if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, all these right. things, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you got. But it's so hard for like an 18 year old kid to know exactly what they want to do with the rest of their life. Okay. I had no idea that I was going to be doing what I'm doing now at 18. Oh, of course not. Not a freaking clue. Yeah. Did you, what did was, you think you were going to be doing? I thought I was going to be a professional wrestler on WWE yes. for the rest of my life. Yep. <laughs> and I did that to an extent until my life took a turn that I did not know was going to happen. Right. And now I'm doing these things. Right. Um, but you just go with it. Right. And, don't, you know, and it's just you embrace the change. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it, if, to tell an 18-year-old that you have to have this – big purpose you have to have it all figured out if you're going to go to college you have to do this for four years and you have to become this because oh, yeah. you said you were going to do it at 18 yeah like i i met different people i had different mm-hmm. experiences i changed my mind i watched this video i saw this thing and now yep. i want to go this path yep. awesome we're allowed to change our mind and grow and develop um and all of those things and completely so agree. <laughs> i think you have to think about all of those things mm-hmm. when you're when you're thinking about college especially for kids nowadays there's oh. a lot of different sort of options absolutely but there's so many different options. Yeah. Like I always tell people that if I if I knew what I knew now or if I had the confidence that I have now when I was 18, I would have done college completely differently. But I'm also very thankful that it happened the way that it happened. Mm. So I think I would have probably gone out of state. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah had I'm... I known what I know now. And also, you know, with FAFSA and all this. Like grants and loans and stuff. Like I think when you're that young, you're thinking, oh my God, I have to pay back that much money when I'm done with this. Right. But now that seems like a drop in the bucket. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> well, not like that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just doesn't seem, you know, I, I gladly would have paid out of state tuition or something or asked for more loans yeah. had I known what I knew now. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but you know it now, and that's good. Exactly. So, you know. Because <laughs> you got a lot of life to live. You're no, just hitting your peak. No ragrets. Rag, rag, what do they say? Raggards? Rag oh, yeah. It's from that movie where you <laughs> yeah. had spelled it wrong. <laughs> Um, exactly. How long do you spend it? How long do you spend at Nike? <sighs> you don't know. Hey, no, none of that. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. How long you spent there? Yeah. Did you? Do you know? No. Uh, it's guess. Well, till like seven months ago. I was gonna say yeah. Taking into, <laughs> well, that's true. Taking into consideration how, when I started and yeah. I was there for that long. So I was there for seven years. Seven years. Seven years, which is wild. That feel it honestly feels like a lifetime ago, even though. It, like, I just left a year ago. Yeah. It, but it feels almost like a different person. What was the uh, biggest lesson you learned from Nike? Oh, man. Um, I mean, this is something that people say there all the time. And I, the more that you, the more that I feel like that I've said it to myself and said it to other people, the more I kind of believe it. But everyone there always says, fake it till you make it. Huh. That's just, there's a lot of Nike like isms and like Nike like slogans and sayings and stuff. Like, oh my God, I don't, don't let me get into it because <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, but that was a big one was fake it till you make it. And I guess when I was young, I was always like, well, why would I like, you know, I don't want to pretend like I'm somebody I'm not, or like, I don't want to be in a room with really intelligent VPs and like, you know, say something that I shouldn't say. Mm. So I think I was very kind of like, more observant my first couple of years and then again once I got more comfortable and like found my confidence and found my voice you know those meetings that I would never say anything in then I became like oh I could lead these meetings mm. it was like learning process but I would say fake it till you make it is huge it's kind of like if you have the confidence in yourself and you believe that you should be at the table with the big you know the big dogs yeah um then you kind of will make other people think that you deserve to be there too. And I think that you could kind of take that into a lot of different aspects of life. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> Cause I've caught myself saying that to people. Take it till you make mm -hmm. it. I have caught myself saying that. To I people. mean, I, I agree with the, <laughs> the meaning behind your statement, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I love the statement cause I've said it yeah. a bunch to myself. I don't know if I love, I don't know if I love the statement either. Cause it's like, it sounds almost a little shifty, right. doesn't it? Like a little because you're not <laughs> really of. you're not really faking it, right? You're. I mean, I said it a lot to myself yeah. when I was wrestling because I was really faking it. I was pretending to be someone totally. I wasn't <laughs> that's right. True. That's have, true. This, pod, this podcast is built under my pretend name, so <laughs> that's, that's a different situation. <laughs> but like in terms of you being a real person doing real things, yeah, you're. It's hard to explain. It's like you're you're like at this point. Mm -hmm. You want to be at this point, mm -hmm. and so the faking it part is like kind of just closing the gap. It is, right. And then as you sort of close the gap, you get more comfortable and confident mm -hmm. in the thing that you're trying to do, but then you never actually make it because there's always progress to be made, Sure. but you feel like you can sit here, you, you have this like voice here. You feel like you bridged the gap. Yes, yes, you're starting to like bridge that gap. That's a great way of explaining that. And so that. I, think, I yeah. think it's more of just closing the gap. Yeah, Closing absolutely. the gap on like... Mm -hmm you know, who you are and who you are actually capable of being, which is like infinitely, yes. you have infinite potential and all that good stuff. Definitely. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you have like a sort of gut feeling 
some intuition that you wanted to leave Nike? Yeah, so I, Nike was my whole life from the internship to about like end of 2018. Mm. I mean, the energy, you know, campus, have you ever seen like what Nike campus looks I like? I have not. It's, it's like a college campus. Yeah. Just with a bunch of adults who are pretending to do really important work all day long. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is, it's, it's stunning. And it, it really does, it makes you want to work there. Mm. The energy of that campus is, is so great. Um, and you know, there's, here's another Nike, like, quote or saying is drink the Kool-Aid. So yeah, you would also hear that a lot. You know, people that like drank the Nike Kool-Aid were like, you know, Nike really did become their whole entire life. And I think I drank some of the Kool-Aid. I think that there was a couple of years where like the Kool-Aid was definitely in my glass a lot of times, but I think (laughs) (laughs) after a while, um, just the energy shifted. And then of course, during the pandemic, uh, campus shut down Mm. completely. So then everyone was working from home, and um, I think that there were a couple of years where, you know, I wasn't, like, miserable in my job, certainly, uh, but I just didn't feel like I was progressing, and I didn't feel like my heart was in it anymore. Mm. And I felt like I was just destined to do something else um, and maybe just, like, put myself in a position that where I was a little uncomfortable, you know? Like, Nike was very comfortable. It sure. was. It was a very, like... At age 23, I had a very great corporate job. You know, it allowed me to travel. I had great benefits. Like, you know, the pay was good enough. <laughs> you know, it was like, and I was in my city where my family and my friends were. Like, it was a great setup, but I was, I was, I was very comfortable. Mm. Um, so I think that combined with the energy shift and then the pandemic and me always wanting to have new experiences and move out of Portland, it kind of came together and... I made the decision, um, I went to Boston with my mom in September of last year, and I remember telling my mom on that trip, like, I'm going to leave Nike. And she was like, you, you know, she was like, you've mentioned this before, are you really sure you want to do it? And I was like, I think this is my time. I think I'm finally at an age where, you know, I can go out and find a new job and do something on my own, and I'll be okay. Mm. So... Yeah. Had you started doing some of your your own work at this point, your own designing, Mm -hmm. your own content? Yes. Um, Okay. When did that begin? How how much were you into your Nike career at that point? So I started doing designs, um, like other than just for myself, because you know I would make some of my own clothes. Right. Halloween costumes were always a big deal for me. Well, we're coming up. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. And I'm nervous because this year I'm not as planned out as I have been in the past. Oh, but You best believe I'll make something awesome. <laughs> Every year Halloween's like my big my big day of the year when I'm like, okay, look at what I can create. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was about 2019 is when I started. Um, so I had a, I had a blog for a while, like mm. a fashion blog. Um but that's when I really started to take that a little bit more seriously and thought, you know, oh, I could really be doing blogging slash designing as like a real job outside of this. So it kind of started as a side hustle. Then with the pandemic, I made masks. That was my big thing um, that also really kind of helped my social media and get my name out there. Um, that's when I started my Etsy. So that was, you know, early 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout that first six months in the pandemic, I made like three to 400 masks. Really? So, yeah. I made a ton and a lot of them I sold. 
um, like through Instagram over Etsy. And I even did one month, um, I can't remember what month it was, but I did like, you know, as many masks as I sell, I'll give half of the proceeds to Oregon Wild, yeah, which is a, a, a nonprofit um, organization in Oregon. So that was pretty cool. So then that helped me get my name out there more. And then that's when I was like, okay, I could really be doing this. Like I really could be selling my designs. And so I started making custom apparel. Um, I would make apparel for friends that would go to like events or raves or, you know, birthday parties, mm. something like that. Yeah. So that was kind of how. Did you start to envision it. your future at this point? Like, did you start bit. to envision yourself as a boss and an entrepreneur? And- <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's when I realized, like, I if I really put the time and effort into this, like, really dedicate, then I could make it happen. Um, and it still hasn't become a full-time thing. It still is, you know, it's always been a, kind of more of a side hustle. Mm. But that is where my passion lies, is designing and creating. Especially something that I can create that I, you know, give to somebody and it makes them either feel their feel their best, feel confident, or you know they're wearing it to an event where it's going to be memorable. Mm. That is where I feel like I get the happiest yeah. is knowing that I created something for that person for that moment. That's so. special. Yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> being um, an entrepreneur is a it's a feat. <laughs> it, it's a lot of things yeah <laughs> it's it one extremely rewarding yeah because mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. "Ooh, i did all this right but it's also very hard because it's like oh i have to do all of completely this. <laughs> or it doesn't get done yeah uh, or it doesn't get done and i will say something that's going to shock you i'm really lazy hmm. i'm a really lazy person why do you say that um just because i think that even though i have like that passion and i know that i have a, a skill and a talent and like if i really put in the hours, I could probably be way bigger than I even like, I mean, I'm not big, but like I could be a lot bigger. Mm. Uh, I just think like sometimes I get a little like, oh, I've done enough for today. Like, Mm. oh, that's enough. Unless I'm like really, really deep into a project and feel like I almost like have to prove it to somebody. Mm. I know that's kind of like a weird, I I said that to my parents once. They were like, what are you talking about? You're not lazy. But maybe that's like how I see myself because I feel like I could always be doing more. Hmm. that makes sense yeah it's really the uh the kind of the dark side Mm -hmm. of being a very competitive driven person Mm -hmm. right we never see how much work we actually put in until someone else tells us that we work hard because i i say the same thing like i run all my own businesses so Mm -hmm. if it doesn't get done it doesn't get done yeah. That's it. That's it. Like, I don't have any employees yet. Yeah. Like, I have nothing. You don't have a boss breathing down your neck like, this didn't get done today. Right? And so, <laughs> yeah. Ree tells me all the time that I work really hard. Mm. And for me, I could work an 18-hour day and still feel like I have, I could do more. Right. And like, right. I'm not do. I didn't do anything. What did I do today? I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. She's like, you worked all day. Just be done. Yeah. I'm like, because that's, the, that's the, the kind of the... The, the plight of, a, of an entrepreneur. Like, it's, it's quite lonely work. It can be. Because no one really understands yeah. the intricacies, the in and outs, yeah. all the work you do that's not getting paid, mm-hmm. right? And all of this stuff. And so yes. our view of ourselves can be a little bit tainted yeah. because we're in the trenches in it all of the time. That, that's very true. And yeah. so I don't, I don't live with you, right? So I don't <laughs> know your day-to-day. Yeah. But I would garner a guess that it's similar to what I feel. Probably. That I think we claim a lot of things about ourselves, but we won't claim some of the good things yeah. 
that we do put in the work, we do post, we do create, mm-hmm. we do this, and then we also have time for ourselves to not work because mm-hmm. that's almost as important as the work. Very true. And so if some like camera was in here looking at you and we watched you, be like, oh, she, yeah, she should probably take a break now. <laughs> But then yeah. you would claim it as laziness. But I would probably claim it as like, oh, I didn't do, like, oh, I had all these things that I wanted to do or all these things like, oh, I didn't make a TikTok or like, oh, I didn't record this. I didn't make this. I didn't like post this on anyway. Right. Yeah. That's true. And so it's very interesting. So maybe my word lazy isn't the right, maybe that's not the right word, but that's just. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, yeah. but it's, I mean, yeah. it's part of how you feel, that's right? True. So that's important. Very true. Um, yes. But our, our, sometimes our view of ourselves is much more harsh. I would agree with that. Uh, I'm, I think I'm pretty hard on myself. But, yeah. you know, I... Oh, bye-bye. Oh. Oh, a little fart. <laughs> but Thank to, you for that, Lincoln. But to that point, like, it's also a benefit. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I was always very critical of myself as an athlete, uh, mm-hmm. a wrestler. I am now as a, definitely as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned that the way I talk to myself is important. Yeah. So I can, I can be... I can watch an episode back and be like, I didn't do that right. I shouldn't have interrupted them there. Mm-hmm. I should have let them talk. I could have asked a better question. But I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm looking at it as a learner yeah. and curious instead of like, you fucking idiot. Why the <laughs> fuck did you do that? You, up. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. No one's going to listen to this. Every, you suck. Like there's a, there's a difference between those two. Yes. You're getting to the same end point of like getting better at the thing you're trying to get better at. Yeah. But one, I'm like holding my own hand and being like, dude, yes. it's all right, man. <laughs> Like the same way someone else, same way someone else would yeah. if, if they loved me, like, and they were watching something that I did, they'd be like, yeah, this was okay, but like, you're still a value. You're still mm-hmm. great. Like, right. but yes, of course you can improve. Everyone, everyone can improve. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs, they think that way, but they don't think like you just keep going. Right. Like they, they almost get too much in their head mm. and then they don't do it anymore. Right. Cause they, oh, Ooh. whoa. What? Do you agree? Big dog. <laughs> Are you an entrepreneur, Lincoln? <laughs> That's the first dog fart we've had on the pod. Oh, excellent. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But also, that was great. It was really funny timing. <laughs> it was. This little butthole yes. opened up. That's okay. You don't, but, you don't fart that much. That's a good boy. Yeah, you are a good boy, but don't growl. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's like an interesting thing mm-hmm. to think about. And Absolutely. So, but it's nice. It's always great to talk to another person who has that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't don't have that or don't understand it. Yeah, so, I think they don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. it's just one thing to to say that you're going to do something mm-hmm. and it's one thing to say that you're going to do something and then do it consistently yes. for a, like until it becomes the thing that, that you, you knew do. it could. Right. And then you make a somehow make a life doing it. Yeah. That's the the dream, right? Isn't it? Right. Yeah. It absolutely. is the dream. That's the it's dream. pretty cool. <laughs> I've managed to to yeah. do it. Yeah, uh, you sure have. Then <laughs> that's a huge thing to be proud of. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um <laughs> So then, uh, back to you. Okay. I'll get, I get on these little tangents. <laughs> no, that's but. okay. See, this is great. I like it. <laughs> and then, so you told your mom you're going to move. Or you're gonna, you told your mom you're going to quit Nike. I told my mom I was going to quit Nike. When did Dallas become the destination? So, this is a weird story. I, I always thought I would go to East Coast, like I said earlier. New York, Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, do you need something? So go It's cool, dude. We only have like four or five more hours. I know. Go, <laughs> go get a ball. Go get a ball. Can you go lay down? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That's he's very good. he's very entertaining. <laughs> but he has to be the center of attention. Who does that sound like? Mommy. Just kidding. <laughs> that's what my parents would say. Really? Yes, very much so. Well, only child, you know. Yeah, but, that's true. That's um, true. But sorry, my best friend in yes. the whole world is an only child. And yeah. he's amazing. So Oh, I mean, nothing wrong with it. I just, you know, 
like. And he has a beautiful dog too, named Roger. Well, there you go. Maybe we should be friends. Yeah. Aww. He lives in Chicago. Oh, bummer. <laughs> it is. It is a huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. It is yeah, sad, especially for you. If that's your bestie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Dallas. Yeah. So always wanted to go. Well, you know, in fashion, you don't necessarily think, "Oh, I'm going to go to Dallas." Right. You think L.A., New York, or potentially overseas. Mm. Um. So. I always thought if I were to leave Nike, I would want to go to New York City. Got it. I've been there many times. Always felt like the energy of that city matched my energy. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest reason I never moved to New York is because of the cost of living. And I didn't want my life to decrease significantly mm. from what my life was in Portland. Uh, L.A. kind of the same. Like, yeah. L.A. is a little more affordable, but... Not really. <laughs> I've lived in both those sides of the country, and yeah. yeah, I was born in California. Okay. And then I lived in Philadelphia, also. Oh, it's, yeah. It's fit, and then I lived in uh, just yeah. this absolute horrible apartment oh, in a horrible side of town. Mm. But I was like, Philly? like bad. Isn't South is South Philly? Yeah. Isn't that the, like, but I was like yeah. a really struggling wrestler. Yeah. And that's like all I could get. That's a, yeah, so I just but, try to make it work. But I would not suggest that for <laughs> for anyone. anyone. You wouldn't wish that upon anyone. No. no. Let's yeah. <laughs> And New York is like then more expensive than Philadelphia. Right. I mean, it's probably, I mean, I know Philly, Boston, New York, all of those big cities over there are yeah. just like ridiculous. Like, why is it so expensive? Why? I, I, I mean, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, that's for other people to discuss right, on a different that's podcast. Something, yeah, that's a different podcast completely. Um, but yeah, I just didn't... Um, didn't think that I could do it financially. Mm. So, and I applied for jobs over there too, and just nothing, nothing ended up coming to fruition. Mm. Um, so this this move was really all on my own. It was like, can I do this, uh, Lincoln? Do you want me to put him in my bedroom? No, he's fine. Are you sure? He's growling. Why it's are you all growling? Good. Are you mad? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just all like, I'm gonna leave Nike. I didn't have a job moving here, and the wow. reason I picked Dallas is kind of really random. I visited here um, last May, so May of 2021, mm. with friends, just uh, random, like we just Just come picked. for a trip. None of us had been here before. Mm. And I had two guy friends who lived here and who, who always said, you'd love Dallas, you should come. But Dallas kind of, like in Portland, Dallas has a reputation of like country, like Fort Worth does. Uh, so I always thought like, oh, why would I ever go to Dallas? Like that wouldn't fit my personality at all. Then I came here and I fell in love with it. It's a great place. Like it's a great place. People are so friendly. There's so much to do. Um, there's you know whether you're in arts, sports, the going out scene, um, the food is pretty good. Food is excellent. It's, it's not as good as Portland. I'll really? Say, I will say that it's not as good as Portland. Okay. Is a very foody city, but, but I'll it's, take your I'll take your word for it. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but it's. Uh, it just, the energy was just, was like, I was like, wow, this might be the next place that I moved to. And there is a lot of opportunity in fashion. Yeah. People will pay for fashion here. That's the other thing. The people in Portland don't, they don't take care of themselves quite the same way that people do here in most other cities in the country. Um, fashion is just not, it's not a priority for people. Mm. Unless it's the athletic apparel or outdoorsy apparel right. world. And that's not exactly where my passion always lies. Yeah. Regards to fashion. So, uh, yeah. So that's how I decided on Dallas. Um, was visiting here once, basically. And also the cost of living wasn't... Cost of living is great here. It's great. Yeah. So it's, you know, my life here is very comparable to Portland. So, yeah. Hmm. That's how I picked Dallas. <laughs> so, you, so you moved here just kind of betting on yourself. 
honestly, it was. Oh yes, that's what he has a ball under there. Should I grab it? Yeah, we can get it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where is it? Is it under there? What's under there, buddy? Oh, there it is. Here you go, bud. <laughs> Do you see it? Oh my goodness. You have to have the one ball that's underneath the. Here's another one. Lincoln. Here. You want this? No, you want the one that's underneath there. Yeah, we got it. Here you, go. it? Here you go, dude. Oh, it's the football. <laughs> All right. We're back in. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Sorry for the slight. Stay oh, with us. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> um, wait, what was the question, though? Oh, yeah. So you, you moved here. Oh, just, yeah. Just betting on yourself. I, honestly, I was just kind of like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to figure it out. So I had a pretty decent PTO payout from Nike. Um, <clears throat> you know, I wasn't like, I think if anyone, a lot of my friends had been in my position, they wouldn't have done it mm. financially. They mm. would have been like, I'm not going to spend my savings moving across the country and not having a job. Yeah. Because that's, that's freaking scary. Yep. Uh, but I just, I, I don't, I don't know if it was just because I was so excited to start anew or because I just felt in my heart of hearts that I would just, I would figure it out and I would be okay. Mm. But I really wasn't that nervous. No. I think it just felt like this was the right thing for me to do for myself. Interesting. Um, like had I done it at 25, probably would have been scared shitless. Mm. That probably would have been like a no, no. Like yeah. I probably would have completely tanked my savings and maybe not found, you know, a, the right avenue. I don't know. I think I would have made a lot of mistakes, yeah. but I think doing it a little bit later in life, like was the better move. And I, ha I had like the perspective and the confidence just to be like, no, like bet on yourself. So found this apartment online. I didn't even see it. It's not bad. No, it's very no, nice. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, found the apartment online. I knew maybe like four or five people coming out here and nobody super well. Just knew them. Just knew them. Um, like an old roommate lived here, a guy, a guy that worked at Nike and I entered with at Nike that we stayed in touch. He lived here. Um, but I was just excited to start anew mm. and start and like meet, you know, meet new people and make friends. I will tell you, like I have a great, great friend group at home in Portland, like friends that I'll be friends with for the rest of my life. Yeah. But in five years in Portland, I don't think I met as many people that I have in the last seven months here. Yeah. Just because of how friendly and welcoming this city is. It's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show you something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, maybe it doesn't show you how great like Portland is in regards to new people moving there. Mm -hmm. But whatever. <laughs> so seven months in, mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's life like these days? So it's definitely, I will say, I feel like I'm almost living my life backwards. Um, like I should have been living this life kind of right out of school where I was new, new city, new experiences. Like I don't have a corporate job anymore. Mm. You know, I don't have like all the benefits of working for a big, you know, fortune 500 company. Um, but I wouldn't, I really, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, Life is really, really good. Like, I've met tons of friends. Yeah. Tons of people. Um, I would say Hadley, who's been on the, the pod. Oh, yeah. She was a big help in that. So, thank you, Hadley, if you ever watch this. She definitely will. Yeah. Um, I met her and Jordan. This is so weird. So He's been on the pod, too. Yeah, it's true. He has been on the pod. So, I met Hadley when I was down here looking. So, I came down here with my mom in January just to 
look at the city. I wanted to show her where I was gonna be living, kind of give her a lay of the land. She loved it, which made my heart happy because I'm very close with my mom. And um, I met Hadley at Katie Ice House just by chance. She was with some of the guys that you probably know, like Cam, sure, sure. Bryce, and yeah. Austin. And they, uh, Hadley was like, oh my gosh, you're moving here. Like, you should be friends with us. And I got her number. We kind of stayed in touch. The very first night I moved into this apartment, I was on a walk with Lincoln and I ran into her. Not by chance, just by chance. Wow. Not, this wasn't planned. I ran into her. She was with Jordan and uh, Allie. And um, she was like, this is fate. We're meant to be friends. Like, you need to come hang out with us this week. Mm. And so that's kind of how I got like bridged into that friend group. And then I've also just met a lot of other people. Fantastic. Yeah. So this is also what's crazy. So that same weekend that I met her, I also met a guy here. Um, and that guy and I totally hit it off. And so then like right when I moved here, I was kind of already dating somebody. Mm. So, yeah. So that was a weird like and that was not certainly not planned. Like I didn't choose to move to Dallas for anybody. I didn't know him prior to choosing to move here. It just kind of happened that way. Wow. Yeah. A lot of magical moments. Honestly, it was just like, it felt like everything was just like kind of falling into place. I mean, I'm no longer with that guy, but like, it was a great, it was a great experience and he was great to Lincoln and I, and he was a huge help that first couple months. Yeah. I will say, um, cause he also introduced me to a lot of people and like, he would take me out. He introduced me to restaurants and, you know, like places to go and things to do. So yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that. <laughs> yes. I think a lot about this, about, okay. about dating in the modern world. <coughs> Everyone, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I'm in a very serious relationship, but it wasn't always that way. And I've also been very open about my kind of my trials and tribulations mm -hmm. with that. But I, I, I think a lot about modern dating, like the modern mm -hmm. man, the modern woman. Sure. It's like it's quite complicated, though. Yeah. What do you think about it? Oh golly, how much time we got? No. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> Kidding. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I told you this. Uh, I didn't really date in Portland, um, really at all. So prior to coming here, like, this is kind of a new experience. I, I wanted to move because I wanted to date. Mm. Um, I hate online dating. Mm. I only ever did it in Portland because I felt like it was really, it was tough to, Portland was a really hard dating scene. Um, even though it was a big, considered a big city, Again, if you're in like that social scene in Portland, you know everybody mm. and people know you. And if you get one bad rap or but one, you know, kind of negative reputation from dating somebody or whatever, like that kind of sticks with you. Mm. Um, I also didn't, I tried very hard not to date at Nike because that gets messy. Sure. Oh yeah, that gets messy. I did, but I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't want to, but I did. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, I just think uh, dating is really, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing about dating is communication. Mm. If, if you, and if you don't know what you truly want, because like you're going to waste somebody's time if you don't know how to communicate what, you know, what you're looking to get out of a situation. Um, and if you're not honest about it, mm -hmm. like, and I think a lot of people aren't because they either don't know or you know, they just want companionship, but mm. they don't actually know if they want a relationship or they just want to fuck or like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, um, and I think, uh, and uh, like, well, just online dating is just terrible. I think, um, 
I always wanted like a cute meet or a meet cute is what they call it. Like yeah. to meet somebody in person. Yeah. Um, and, but like, I swear like 80% of couples meet online these days yeah. and a lot of people it works out. Like it really does. Sure. I just always felt like for me personally, I, I don't know. I just felt like I'm so much better in person yeah. than I would be over a screen. I'm really bad at talking to people that I don't know over a screen. Mm. If that makes sense. That's fair. I mean, yeah. you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Right. How did you meet Reed? Over Hinge. You did meet over Hinge. See, yeah. I thought so. That's why I say that. Like, there's a lot of people that I know that have made it. They've made fantastic relationships from Hinge or Bumble or Tinder. And yeah. um, I just was never, I don't know, I was never able to make make it past the first couple of like sentences with people. Mm. <laughs> So. Well, it's it's challenging, right? You got to be yeah. you got to be engaging. You do. You got to be engaging enough yeah. and share enough about who you are without giving away everything. Right. Exactly. And you got to be kind of funny and witty and charming, and your pictures mm -hmm. have to have enough about you that someone is attracted to you. That's the. And then yeah. you have to have also someone who's willing to respond to an app. Exactly. Right. Because I could be a great yeah. texter, but I just don't look at the app very often. Yeah. Right. And that's Absolutely. sometimes that could be an honest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's a barrier too, right? Of course, you want to be able to meet someone in person, like in a nice way at a coffee shop or right, you're on a walk yeah, or whatever, right. whatever, whatever. But your dog pees if on you're, um, yeah, <laughs> but if you're, like you said, if you're like, if you've been, if you're really concrete about what you want, then I think going on the dating apps can be beneficial. It can be beneficial. Totally. Because then it's totally. easier to say no when the thing comes across you that you don't want because you can get mm -hmm. it on the first few days or first few messages about what you're looking for. I'm yeah. looking for something casual. I'm not. Next. Thank you. Right. 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 And so Very that nice stuff, stuff is really important, right? Communication, yeah. like you said, is really important. It's huge. And I do um, think a lot of like young, I'm not just going to say guys, I'm going to say girls too. They just don't, they don't have that skill yet. Yeah. They haven't developed it. They, developed they have that. developed that, no. that skill. I don't think I had that skill for a long time. Maybe that's why I didn't date for years. Yeah. And I, I think there's also a lot of um, <laughs> like bashing on the opposite sex from both parties. Yes. Like, and, there, yeah. I, and I think that's wrong. Because yeah. the, the ideal mm -hmm. for a relationship is, right, two people mm -hmm. coming together and committing to each other for a long term. Absolutely. Right? So it's, you're basically saying, I'm willing to give you effort the rest of my life. Exactly. And so yeah. if I'm a male, I'm encouraging every female that I know to be the best version they can be, to mm -hmm. elevate themselves to the best standard they can be, to mm -hmm. be as best they can, mm -hmm. so that when I get into a relationship with them, it's fucking great. Yeah. And they're aiming to be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then I expect women to do the same for yeah. men. Mm -hmm. But that kind of gets, uh, men kind of get beat up for that a little bit. Like their shit, they do this shit, they did this shit. Yeah. I was this, 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 this. You know, yes, of course, everyone's been in bad relationships and things have gone bad. And you've right. been with people who've done probably horrible things to you. But you still want to be encouraging the gender that you're trying to get with so they can be the best. So you're elevating each other. So we're encouraging each other to be the best. Mm -hmm. So when we do meet at these like very pivotal moments, because relationships are a lot about timing. It if I met Reed two years time. ago, I would have just have tried to have sex with her and then I would have never talked to her again. Oh yeah. It's all and that's not everything. That's no cultivation of any real relationship. But right. I met her at the moment right. where I was actually a man. And you were ready for her. And I was a man, yeah. not a boy. Right. And I said, this is what I yeah. want for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And so that's important. So if, mm -hmm. if we're going to, if we're going to strive to have these really beautiful long-term relationships that are built on values and communication and effort, mm -hmm. then we should be encouraging each other to elevate each other. Absolutely. Instead of bashing each other. And I think that's really important. I think that's very wise of you to say. I've been thinking think, about it a lot. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a, you don't hear a lot of men's 
speak about relationships in that way. So that's nice. Yeah. Well, it's because like, yeah. 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 And again, I think you're also in a place like you're ready. Yeah. You're ready, you know, and like you said, if you'd met Re like a couple of years ago and you weren't in the right headspace or maybe you just got a new job and that was taking over like Mm -hmm. all of your time and energy and you couldn't give what you really needed to to the relationship probably might not have turned out to what it is now. Right. But it is, it's all about timing, mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, honestly, like, that's probably one of the reasons that it didn't work out with the guy that I ended up, like, meeting when I first moved here mm-hmm. is because of timing. Like, it was, it's all timing. Yeah. Probably why it didn't work out with other guys in the past. So, yeah, yeah. whether it's, yeah, completely. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have, I, have, I have one last thing to ask you. Okay. <clears throat> On your website. Yes. It says that fashion is um a form of what is it personal expression yeah the best form of personal expression what does that mean um i think that the way somebody dresses and i don't necessarily mean just like you know when you're lounging at home like i mean this is not the best form of personal expression right now maybe yeah but this is perfect attire for a long form conversation exactly like i knew i wanted to be cozy and comfortable but (laughs) i think that a way somebody dresses and the way that somebody carries themselves through like their clothing is one of the best ways that somebody can get their personality across. Mm. I think that that's how a lot of people learn about me without knowing about me necessarily is seeing how I dress and how I, you know, put together an outfit. Also maybe from social media. I think it says a lot about my personality, like, you know, color and style and accessories. Mm. Accessories are huge people. Don't forget accessories. <laughs> um, so I think that that is one of the best forms of, of personal expression, um, especially if you can't have a, a deep, long conversation with somebody like this right. and truly get to know them. Right. So that's yeah. what that meant. <laughs> these, these conversations are, are rare. Yeah, I uh, think so too. I, I couldn't, I think I've, I don't think I've talked to some of my good friends this much. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think I have. But you know what the conversation is usually when you go out to drinks with girls. Yeah, it's, we, it's hard to have those kinds of conversations outside with drinks and other people exactly. and your phones. Absolutely. And, and like, oh my God, who are you texting? Oh, I look who I saw last night. Oh my God, did I tell you about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it ended up being, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I give this advice to people all the time <laughs> who are trying to uh, increase their communication skills mm-hmm. is that record a fake podcast. Oh. So you have a friend, right? Yeah. Obviously, you have a ton of them. Invite her over <laughs> yeah. once a week. 30 minutes, put your phones away yeah. and record a 30 minute conversation That's a good about idea. anything, Yeah. anything doesn't have to be on anything specific, but your phones are away. No yeah. one's you block off 30 minutes, but you record it Okay. because there's that, there's like a little bit of seriousness to it when you record it. And then right. you can actually listen to it back and be like, Oh, I should be more sophisticated with my language there. Mm-hmm. I could have used a different, whatever, but you're just creating a fake podcast, yeah. but okay. you're learning how to communicate better. But what you're yeah. really doing is yeah. you're spending 30 minutes with your friend uninterrupted. Right. Which right. we only get when we think we're doing something. Right. Like, I need you to or do like this. in a long car ride or right. something. Or right. Like, that, and that's probably why phone calls are so, like, kind of uncomfortable. You get uncomfortable on the phone? No. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. I See, I do weirdly. I don't yeah. know why. Like, my friends all the time are like, oh, let's FaceTime for some reason. I feel like because they're, it's like I have to be focused in that. Oh, we're coming back. All right. <laughs> because I have to be focused in that. Can you lay down, please? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Lay down. <laughs> Um, and you know, I'm not doing anything else. Like I don't have the distraction of a phone or anybody, another person. You just need constant. Okay. (laughs) You know? So, Mm. yeah. Um, so I've always kind of felt like phone conversations are 
They're much more rare nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Um, but FaceTime is pretty pretty popular, so that's cool. It's very popular. But I think that's a great idea. I might take you up on that. You should. I might do that with the new guy I'm dating. You should. I, yeah? think, he, I think he would like that. You think he'd like that? We talk a lot, though. Do you? I do talk a lot with him. That's yes. awesome. He's that's great. Awesome. He's really good at, 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 I think I exhaust him sometimes, maybe, with how much I like to talk. Mm. But he's a great talker. I like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, final question. Okay. Very important one. Okay. If you were to create a billboard. Oh. And this billboard would be seen by millions of people every single day. Yeah. What would you put on that billboard? Phrase, saying, word, picture. Oh my goodness. Um, that's a really, that's a tough question. The, okay, the first thing that comes to mind is it would be colorful and it would be very eye-catching. Okay. Because I think that color is very important. Um, wear a condom. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's not what it would say. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I would say... Um, maybe something about change. Like... Like... Em embrace change as it comes and mm. don't be don't be scared but you can't say too many words mm. um but something along those those lines of you know like with change can come the best personal growth and confidence if you if you're open to it yeah and if you're not you know, closed off to it. Sure. Something like that. I feel like that needs to be refined a little bit. No, but the, sen like, the sentiment this, is, yeah. is there. The idea yeah. is there. I think that would be one of the biggest, uh, like if I had, you know, somebody young who looked up to me, that was something that I would tell them mm. is that don't be, don't be afraid of change. Well, there'll be someone who listens to it. I hope so. Yeah. It, yeah, I think that that that's what I would want very cool. to say to somebody. Yeah, very cool. So where can <laughs> yes. people where can people find you if they want to check out everything that you're doing? Oh gosh, they want to creep on my life. Yes, <laughs> see more of Lincoln. Yes. Um, so my Instagram is at Katie Blair, and I spell my name funky. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, I'm I'm probably the only K A T E Y. Everything will be linked. That most people know. Um, but yeah, Katie Blair on Instagram. Um, most of my other, like my website is posted on there, which again, I need to be better about keeping up with, but it'll have a link to all my designs. Um, and then you can see link more of Lincoln. I also recently started another Instagram for like my reselling. Cause I do a lot of thrifting, sweet thrifting reselling. So that's on there too. It's called, um, she's thrifty like that. Oh, so that was kind of cute. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I just started that. But I would say Instagram is mostly where people can find me. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes, but check her out. Show her some love. Yes. Thank you really for joining me. This was me. amazing. I'm sorry that Lincoln was kind of the star of the show. No, he wanted he all great. the attention, but this was great. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope yeah. this was interesting. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening or watching. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the good stuff. See you next week. Appreciate it. And most importantly, take good care of yourselves. Yes. Later. <laughs>